Good afternoon, hello, welcome to the State of Our Workforce. Where are we now? We take a deeper dive into the, to the diverse, innovative, and effective workforce solutions the National Fund Network is adopting to address local challenges across the country. My name is Michelle Wilson, and I am the Director of Learning and, Evalu Learning and Evaluation at the National Fund. Uh, I am so excited to have Abby Link, newly minted Vice President of Research at PolicyLink. Uh, and Joan Chase, Senior Director of Strategic Initiatives at the Fund for Our Economic Future, joining us today. Hello, hello. How are you all? Oh, thanks so much for having me. Good. Doing well. Happy to be here. Yes. Good to see you both. Are you good? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about this conversation because we're talking about data tools and um this is something that's near and dear to our hearts at the National Fund, making data accessible. And so obviously we have um, a new tool we want to talk about, an update to a tool that we've been for quite some time. And so uh, ready to dig into that. And so Abby, I'm sorry, um, Joan, I'm going to start with you first. Talk to us about this new tool that you have and why. Absolutely. So I work for the Fund for Economic Future, which is a nonprofit here in Northeast Ohio that's really dedicated to growing an equitable economy for everyone. So we have launched a new tool called Where Matters, which you can find at wherematters.us that we're really excited about. And this is a tool that tries to make visible so many of those factors that go into a business who is making a location decision. We try to make the invisible visible. And we think that is so important right now because there's this massive amount of federal dollars going into the U.S. economy, specifically to fund manufacturing. So we know in the next one to two years, billions of dollars in manufacturing facilities are going to be built. And when it is thinking about the built environment, it's so important that we are thinking about how the location of those businesses connects to residents, connects to communities, and make sure that those jobs are accessible to all folks in a sustainable way. Um, that's great. Um, I've played around with the tool, but I'm really curious about um, target audiences. Like, who's this for? Who do you see using this tool? And tell us more, because it's also a national tool as well, too, correct? So It is a national tool. So it is a tool that covers all metropolitan areas in the lower 48 states. So Metropolitan areas, uh, I know there's data folks on here, but might, some folks might not know. Um, but those include both big cities, but all of the surrounding counties around those. So it really covers a wide swath of the U.S. And we're hoping the audience can be really diverse for this tool, not just data geeks such as myself, uh, but it's really easy to use. Just like Google Maps, you can put in an address and get a score for how accessible um, a site is for talent, uh, for equity, and then also thinking about commuter emissions. We're hoping that this helps drive decision makers. So folks who might be at a business who are looking to, to move or to locate. So that could be a big corporation like Ford, for instance, who might be evaluating uh, an electric vehicle factory. It could be for a small entrepreneur who's thinking about, if I'm outgrowing my home-based business, where would I be able to attract talent? Um, and then also for economic development policymakers who might be thinking about what sites should I put forth? Um, what should I really 
try to connect to jobs. Um, it just helps folks understand thinking further beyond the here and now for jobs and business locations, trying to think a little longer term and more sustainably. Um, thanks for that. If you see me doing like weird movements, I am telepathic communicate to my dogs that they need to be quiet. So just there's that. <laughs> um, so, so, um, so far it's working. So abs. Um, so again, the work that you, you all are doing in this tool um, at Fund for Our Economic Future is so critical to our work at the National Fund. So we're really excited about it. But uh, I want you to speak a little bit about, I mean, it's about um, making data accessible, but it's also how does it shift the conversation around um, um, why this matters to communities when you're thinking about equitable strategies? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon, depending on where you are. Um, it's great to be with you. I think this is a really important question, Michelle. So just a, a quick little bit of background. Uh, I'm the vice president of research at PolicyLink, which is a national research and action institute with a mission really of designing a nation that works for everyone, a nation where all people can participate and prosper and really flourish. Um, my work in particular has focused on the National Equity Atlas, which is a longstanding data partnership that we have with the Equity Research Institute at the University of Southern California. We've been uh, in this work and on this journey with them for about 15 years nearly at this point. Um, and the, the goal of the National Equity Atlas from the beginning has really been to democratize access to equity data. We know that there are asymmetries. Uh, it's it's time intensive, it's resource intensive, it's really hard to get data that can help you to drive good strategies, to drive uh, effective solutions. And so our goal has been to democratize access to that data in a way that is deeply disaggregated. Um, I, I love the phrase that you use, Joan, about making the invisible visible. Um, we know that data isn't going to give us the answers that we need, but it is absolutely critical to help us get to the right questions, right? And so we provide about three dozen equity indicators for over 750 unique geographies, uh, the 100 largest cities, the 150 largest metros, all 50 states, about 450 counties, and then the nation as a whole. And through that work uh, was how we sort of uh, got married into the National Fund family over the course of several years, a project that we were doing in 10 regions on advancing workforce equity, which really tasked us with answering the questions of what are the historical causes, what are the, the root factors, what is the current state, and what is the future that we can project, and how is it that we want to shape that future to make sure that the economy that we are building, because we are always actively building it, is one where everybody can participate um, and, and, and be a, a part of shared prosperity. Um, so we built, alongside our, our partners at the National Fund, a dashboard that focuses specifically on the workforce equity components of this, which we all know include access to jobs, education and training, mm -hmm. wages, employment, uh, all of those sort of top line factors that we know are really important that tend to drive the national conversation. But we also wanted to include a whole host of other things that we know are workforce issues, even if they aren't always framed that way. Transportation, car access, the cost of car insurance in Detroit is a workforce issue, right? Yeah. Affordable housing is a workforce issue. Childcare is a workforce issue. And so really wanting to help folks understand 
the ecosystem and the connective tissues and all of the different ways that we can really leverage work that's happening across different sectors to move the needle on these measures that are really important to us. And just to follow up on one thing that Abby said, the Where Matters tool actually has a really cool feature. If you put in an address, it will tell you how long the person working at minimum wage for that specific area, how long they would have to work to cover the cost of their commute, both by car as well as by transit. So to really make that the visit that piece very tangible of when you're thinking about employees who might be working at this location, what will it physically take to get them to work? Data nerd question um, at both of you, right? So in thinking about both of your tools, and, and I know you, you've seen the other tool, like what, what makes you excited about each other's tools in terms of, yeah. For me, for Abby's, the, this dashboard, it is the disaggregation of data, which I find to be so thrilling. So often we might see top line employment and think it's going great for everyone. But we know, for instance, during the pandemic, unemployment hit very differently for different portions of this population. So for women, it was very different. For minorities, very different. For young people, very different. So I feel like that making, and as Abby said, Typically, that disaggregation of data is very expensive in terms of expertise and time to drill down into it. And you guys just make it easy peasy, lemon squeezy, as my seven-year-olds say. <laughs> uh, I'm glad if it looks. I'm glad if it looks that way. Um, we we certainly hope that it can really help folks to kind of dig into where the the challenges are, because you're absolutely right that the sort of aggregate measures and these are it's it's complicated, right? These are messy kinds of issues. Uh, and so the stories that are generally available to folks to make sense of them necessarily, I think, lose some of that nuance. But when we were thinking about strategies, when we're thinking about how do we target investments, when we're thinking about what is the policy context and what are the, the technical apparatuses that we need in order to um, kind of bring about the future and the, the state of the workforce that we're trying to create, you cannot sacrifice that nuance. Um, and so we, we need to really get down to the granular level. And so one of the things that is really exciting to me about, uh, about where matters is understanding the intersection of place and race, uh, how those factors intersect, um, the, the sorts of compounding complications that, that they cause for folks and really understanding that it is in communities, it is in the places where people live and work and access services uh, that we need to be attending, you know, that that's that's where the difference needs to be made and that's where it's going to start from. So at PolicyLink, we talk about lifting up what works and really leaning in to leverage the, the wisdom and experience and voice of communities, um, that the people closest to the challenges when you're talking about the costs of a commute, when you're talking about the time of a commute, um, right. that those are the same people that we need to be working with to figure out how to solve those challenges because it's great if there's a, a, a plant built in your neighborhood and you happen to get an interview and then you happen to get a job and it, make, and it pay you enough money to live. But if there's not a babysitter, um, if there's not childcare, if there's not you know accessible transportation, if it takes you two hours to get there and back every day, um, you know these are these are things that we need to be aware of as we're kind of designing for these challenges. 
I mean, and this is so obviously you are here for a reason because you're you are a part of our network in some way. You're connected to our network, and you know, at the National Fund, our three big goals are around um, all workers having the drive, um, all jobs are good jobs, uh, and race does not dictate employment. So the combination of the tools that you have really um, um, empowers communities, employers, um, workforce practitioners. Uh, economic developers to, to really get get in there and and wrestle around with the data and in ways that we can build strategies. So that really um, makes me excited when I um, see the work that um, you all are doing with this and and how it connects to our work at the National Fund. Um, and one other thing from you know we've been in this um, space around the advancing workforce equity for um, quite some time. And Joan, you know, please jump into the conversation. Um, Occupational segregation, occupational segregation, occupational segregation, right? We've been, we talk about it. Um, we um, are in the space at the National Fund. We're really digging into how we disrupt drivers of occupational segregation. And one of those ways is making data available, the disaggregated data. But talk about the addition of that um, to the National Equity Atlas and our Workforce Equity Dashboard um, and, and, and how that changes the game or in what ways that changes the game. Yeah, I'm really encouraged that it's a conversation that is happening more often and in more places and in more depth uh, because it's absolutely crucial. Uh, and the National Fund has definitely taken a leadership role in that that I want to appreciate you all for. Um, one of the, the places where I think that conversation could use a little bit more pressure is in how we imagine occupational segregation to be a challenge, influencing the solutions that we um, put priority on, right? Mm -hmm. We tend to think of, and I think there's a, a conversation that's really critical and really important about how do we remove barriers to high quality jobs, high quality careers uh, in sectors and industries that are highly segregated by race, by gender, et cetera. And that's really important because a lot of those jobs are growing. They are jobs that are uh, stable, they're resilient to automation and technological change, they are growing across the country, and we need to make sure that there are not artificial and systemic barriers that are preventing certain groups of people from accessing those jobs, which there absolutely are. But there's another end of that periscope that I think we also need to be attending to, which is why are there groups of people, people of color, women, women of color who are highly concentrated in jobs at the other end of the spectrum that are very low quality, right? Not because the work isn't good. It's right. good work to be doing. It's right. that the jobs aren't good. Um, and right. so when we're thinking about diversifying at the top end, I also want us to pay equal attention to what would it mean to diversify, you know, sort of across the workforce yeah. to think about the job quality improvements, um, the, the stability and you know, pay benefits, resources, but those jobs are also growing yeah. right? when we think about those lower quality yeah. jobs. And one of the things that I think is really important that the National Equity Atlas tool offers is not just a snapshot of the here and now, what does occupational segregation look like? But if we don't do something about it, if we don't interrupt and dismantle that sort of system, what's the workforce going to look like in 10 years? What are the, what are the, uh, the projections? What is the forecast for job growth for Black workers? if occupational segregation doesn't change. And so we have this opportunity right now to get a really clear picture that there are these economic gaps, there are these workforce gaps that are yawning already. Right. And if, you know, that there are interventions that we need to make now to prevent that from getting worse in the future, which is the only thing that's gonna happen otherwise. 
Right. And so what I think you're saying, so it goes beyond the the, high, the, the top line of um, how unemployment for black workers has increased over a particular time, but you got to get to the why of it. And, and if, if we really are to disrupt that, um, I'm watching time, but Joan, is there anything that you want to add? that conversation for both of you all like hop in if there's something that you want to add or questions no i just full send on Abby's comments <laughs> okay so um as we move towards the end of our conversation today um obviously we could talk forever um about this and um would love to i'm curious um how people um might access so josh is going to put in the the links to both of these well, to the National Equity Atlas, to our Workforce Equity Dashboard, and to Where Matters. So all of those links will be there um, available for people to dig in. Um, they're pretty accessible. Um, I've played around with them both. Obviously, I work with the National Equity Atlas data and our Workforce um, um, Equity Dashboard. But I'm curious, folks who um, are nervous or uncomfortable, uncomfortable about getting into the data or making sense of it, um, what tools are available, what resources um, might there be in order for people who um, may have some concerns about? Oh, data. Uh, absolutely. So uh, I'm a data dork. I love talking about data. Please call me. Uh, my contact information is listed on the fund for, that's the fund for our economic future website. Um, we will also be rolling out webinars. And if you are really interested in this, I think, or even if you are kind of, eh, is this for me? I think it's important to see this in the broader context of we're seeing massive federal investment in manufacturing, and we know there's going to be trillions of dollars of investment made in these next couple of years. Um, and when we think about the built environment, if inequity is exacerbated or remains entrenched, it's really, really hard to undo. Yeah. So that's the time is now. So we will please get into this work just because it is so important going forward. And uh, the National Equity Atlas has a lot of resources available on our site. There's a tab at the top that says Data in Action, and under that you can access training, uh, webinars, tools, tutorials. Um, we are also happy to offer kind of more one-on-one -on -one support, so please feel free to reach out to us as well, info at nationalequityatlas.org. But I also want to say really quickly um, that for folks who are nervous about data or feel like it's they're, they're out of their depth, it's not true. Uh, data matters and it's a tool, but it's not the only way to know things. Um, and, and the things that you already know and the questions you're already asking are also really critical. So get in the mix. Thanks for that. And I will offer the National Fund also has tools on there. Um, we have webinars where Abby and I have both conducted um, um, deep dive with the Equity Atlas and the Workforce Equity um, Dashboard where we um, take you through the process that was used in the advancing workforce equity work around drivers of inequity and um, how to look at the data. So lots of tools out there um, in all three spaces. So I encourage you to dig into that. Um, before we sign off, so Joan, Abby, uh, pick a question that you wanna to respond to. What's keeping you up at night or what's bringing you hope right now? Mm -hmm. I'm definitely thinking about making sure that manufacturing is not just going into far new manufacturing into far flung green fields where so much of our community and residents cannot access it. So that's really what I'm thinking about. Okay. All right. What about you, Abs? Yeah, that's, that's a big challenge. Um, we have a lot of challenges. There is no <laughs> lack of work to be done. Uh, but I'm, I, I really do feel a lot of hope when I hear 
the ways in which um, advocates and activists and communities are bringing the issues that matter to them into these conversations. There is a, a way to talk about race. There's a way to talk about class. There's a way to talk about gender. There are ways to talk about geographic unevenness and inequities. Um, and people are bringing those, those issues up. They are part of the national conversation. They're not going anywhere. And that's, that's a thing that I sort of hold on to. Okay, fantastic. Well, um, I wanna thank you both for joining me today. Uh, in the words of the greatest to ever do it, Jika Jay-Z Ho, don't at me on it. Uh, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and I appreciate that. Um, all right, everybody, be sure to join us next month as we continue the conversation about state of our workforce. Where are we now? Have a great day. State of Our Workforce, Where Are We Now? is a production of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. This episode was produced by Josh Enoch. The music in this episode is produced by Alex Productions. You can find past episodes of State of Our Workforce on our website at www.nationalfund.org. State of Our Workforce is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you may listen. State of Our Workforce airs live monthly on LinkedIn. Follow the National Fund for Workforce Solutions on LinkedIn to get updates about the next live recording of State of Our Workforce.